You're listening to an encore presentation of We the People. You can hear this show live every Friday night from 7 until 8 p.m. Your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Get out there and make a difference. Marcus, Texas, Hayes County, and the rest of the world. This is Friday night, and uh, this is the 18th of January, 2024. This is Rob Burke, your host here on KZSM LPFM 104.1. This is We the People. This is the show about how you can get involved locally to make a difference. And this is generally when we'll have someone coming into the show it's still cold. We've still got things scrambling around, so I don't have a guest in tonight, but I do have someone shadowing me here tonight, so uh, we're going to be kind of explaining the lay of the land as we do these shows, but we've got a lot of things that we're going to be covering. Yes, it is cold. Yes, it's been cold. It was nice for a day, but it is freezing again tonight, and the shelters are opening back up again at the south side. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the homeless because, you know, when we have this kind of weather, they uh, everything kind of comes to the forefront about what we are doing as a community. So we're going to be talking about that tonight. And, yes, getting ready for the primaries. No, I'm not talking about are you voting for Biden or Trump. But I am talking about the important down ballots that we're going to be having here in the county. We're going to be going over some of those ballots, uh, sample ballots, so that you can find out where to go. And you may still have a little bit of time to volunteer uh, to help out and to get a small stipend from the county for helping out with the uh, elections. So keep that in mind tonight. And as a reminder, the views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KCSM, SMTX, CRA. We're going to be right back with you. Back with you here in the studio. Uh, glad to have you with us here on uh, the 18th of January, 2023. Um, yes, it's not going to be getting quite as cold, but we are going to be having some wind chill uh, tonight. We're going to be having a lot of uh, the cold. And then um, we've got coming up, let's see here. So tonight they do have opening up up until uh, 10 o'clock in the morning at the Southside Community Center here. We do have our homeless shelter here in the area is open. Uh, and then also we are going to be uh, 
talking tonight about homelessness here in town. You know, we have folks that you see that are kind of off to the side. And it comes out a lot during the cold weather that you see folks are trying to find a place, trying to stay warm. And, you know, it can be any one of us. But it's not just one be- one person. A lot of times you've got families. A lot of times you have people that are trying to find a place, a shelter, somewhere to stay warm, whether it's in a car, whether it's in a vehicle, wh- wherever it may be. A lot of times we have folks just come in here, sit down, get warm come into the station. It is your station. It is part of the community, and we are all members of the community. So it's important for us to get the word out to everyone about how you can get involved. And one of those uh, ways that you can get involved was uh, is that we have, let's see if I can find this one. I had it tuned up earlier, and then I messed up on it. Um I'll have to find that again here for you in a second. But we have got the Homeless Coalition of Hayes County. You can go uh, look at that site on Facebook. And I was trying to get someone to come in tonight. It was kind of a last minute. We saw that they are going to be having a point-in-time count. That is going to be this next Thursday, January 28th. And if you'd like to volunteer, you can go to the Presbyterian Church, and I think uh, that is where they are asking for folks to go and to help this week. On January 28th, you can go check out and get some more information at the Homeless Coalition of Hayes County. They are also a good resource for you if you want to help, you want to know what people need, where they where they need the, the help at. But it is a, you know, folks always wonder whether that is the role of government, whether that is the role of the churches, whether that is something that someone else should be taken care of. Well, you listeners of this show know that it's about what we can do individually. So no, it's not about somebody else's problem, but doesn't mean that you have to take it all on. We can take it on as a community. There's different people within the community that help. But part of that is how many homeless do we have here in San Marcos? Depends on the time of the year. Depends on uh, lots of factors. But getting the count is difficult. Why? Because folks try to kind of stay off to themselves. So if you're homeless, one of the things I learned uh, many years ago volunteering at the food bank was that one of the worst things that that can happen to you as a homeless person is when you lose your ID. And that what happens is that things get stolen from you. You turn around and someone takes your stuff or someone wants to uh, be aggressive or, you know, different things happen. I had a gentleman today that uh, he had gotten picked up for vagrancy and they took him in, put him into jail. I'm not sure what all the, the situation was, but he got out of jail and all his stuff was stolen. So he's got to start back over again. So, you know, I had, uh, of course, I always have things uh, in my van and uh, that we sell out at the flea market. So we got them taken care of on a couple things, get them started back over again. But this is, once you fall off the horse, so to speak, and once you 
have, start having problems and you start going down that slippery slope, if you don't have family or family just says, we've had enough of you, we can't deal with it anymore, whether it is because of just habits, whether it is because of drugs, alcohol, it can be all sorts of things, mental illness, that these things compound. And it really doesn't matter what the reasons are because, you know, these are all members of our community in one way or the other. Well, they come from somewhere else. Well, maybe, maybe not. A lot of the homeless, a lot of the folks that we have around town have known for many years. And there's different resources. There's different ways. They come out, listen to the music out in front of the station, see them at different places around town. There are some resources if you are a veteran. I was talking to one gentleman earlier this week that he's a veteran and didn't even know that he could go over here across to the Hayes County uh, Historical Courthouse and that there is a veteran's office there that you can go on the second floor. Go up and talk to Jude Prather. Jude Prather, not only is he the coordinator for veterans for Hayes County, but he's also a city council member. He will, I have seen him take money out of his pocket and put into people's, uh, uh, give it to people to get them to go up to uh, the VA center up in uh, Colleen and, uh, or Temple, I'm sorry, it's in Temple. Uh, and, Or to go, they have shuttles that they will take folks down to the VA hospital down in San Antonio. But they will help. And there are resources. But how do you get to those resources? That's, I think, the big problem. And so this is where we try to help. And people come to me a lot of times and I will help. I'll help direct you to those resources. But... I can't take it on. I've got a radio station. I've got other things. We all have things. So this is something that burns out a lot of people. And it, those that have worked with the homeless situation and worked with this for many years, they realize that you know, it's difficult because we're struggling a lot of times just on the edge ourselves. And you want to take on, you want to help people. But you can't get yourself sucked in that you go down with everyone else. So it's a balance. And we've got some different folks in town with the Home, uh, uh, the home Coalition uh, with, um, oh, I'm sorry, I just, I, I, I froze there. Uh, and with the... Um, We've got a lot of things as well, uh, resources uh, through the uh, BR3T, Blanco River Regional Recovery Team. Um, There's other ones around town. One of your starting spots, though, is Community Action. Community Action of Central Texas, if you need help with um, uh, your electric, your utilities, different things, they can get you started. They can get you in the right direction. But once you are uh, once you're out of home, once you are out of a place, it gets very difficult to get you back in. Once you lose your ID and you do not have a permanent address, 
it's almost a death knell, really, in a lot of ways for you to get back on your feet. And people don't realize that. Can you get around without an ID? Yes. But if you need a lot of government assistance, a lot of things, you can't do it without. So think of all that's going on right now. And in order to understand what that process is, we've got to have this homeless count. And in the past years, we've come up with about 240 uh, homeless in the San Marcos area that they've been able to count, maybe about 300. It's not as many as you kind of think. Sometimes it'll, it'll vary somewhere down in the 120. But that is still a lot for the Southside Community Center. It's a very small one. And we talked uh, this last week with El Buen Pastor as one of, uh, with the minister of El Buen Pastor on uh, Riasis this last Sunday. And she had talked about how they then will take families and they will take folks from the south side and to help keep them there at the church and keep everybody warm overnight. So whenever it gets below freezing, they do open the shelter. So you want to find out more, go to Homeless Coalition of Hayes County. And uh, Nina Ramos, thank you for getting us in touch here tonight, and hopefully we can be talking some more and get you all back in here. Uh, But they are having the point-in-time count at uh, this Thursday. They're going to be spreading out around the community. Their uh, focus is going to be from the Presbyterian Church. You can go there and help and to uh, uh, go out with the teams or to help as you need need to. Uh, So go and check that out on Facebook. Um, Let's see. uh, Where was the other thing I was headed to tonight? So with the cult, we all made it. I talked about that this last week. And we'll come back and we're going to talk about, yes, ERCOT, the power held. We didn't lose, you know, the the Armageddon that we thought, or the Coldageddon or whatever that may be that we thought we were going to have this week. The power grid held. We talked about this last week, that it was going to be a stress test for us to find out, did what the legislature put into place. Did it help? Did we just dodge a bullet? Were we more aware? Did something actually go right? Yeah, it's something you may want to be talking to your elected representatives, your uh, state representatives, and your uh, state uh, uh, senators, or anyone that is running for that position, and talk to them about one of the key critical issues that we had here a few years back. We made it. Yeah, it was cold. HEB didn't run out of toilet paper. Well, okay, not all the HEBs ran out of toilet paper. I think everybody found something out there. It was, it, it was getting pretty dicey. And I had a few pictures of empty shelves. But we all made it. Got a couple more days of cold weather here. This is nothing compared to a lot of areas, but here in Texas, we're pretty good. We make it through the summer and the hot stuff. This is, this is easy. But we want to continue to remind everyone that we do this as a community. We work together. 
And I hope that you took some time to be with your families and to stay inside, read some books, to communicate, not just look at what was on Facebook, not just commiserate and give the memes about the cold weather, but also to do some research about what was going on with the elections. We're going to come back after we take our first break here, and it is 7.15 here on the 18th of uh, January, uh, Central Standard Time. We're going to take a quick station ID break here and come on back afterwards, and uh, let's talk about some things going on because this next Friday night, yeah, I will not be in the studio, but uh, I will be... I. We're going to see what I am going to dress up as, uh, you know, it's a red carpet affair. So Rob Rourke, the Wiz, has got to get on a suit and a tie, and we are going to be uh, over here at the Price Center starting at 6 o'clock next week for the SMMA Awards. Well, what is that? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's hang tight, and Justin James Bridges is going to tell you all about it. Get ready, San Marcos. 104.1 KZSM and Price Center presents the inaugural San Marcos Music Awards Ceremony. Friday, January 26th at 7 p.m. in downtown San Marcos at the historic Price Center with the red carpet starting at 5.45 p.m. Come show your support for our local music scene as the community names the first 20 winners of the SMMAs. Hosted by DJ Alpha with performances by DJ Sunset, Siren Strings, Eliana Finley, Bogan Villa, and more. General admission includes five food and drink tickets, raffles, giveaways, vendors, and VIP packages available. Sponsored by Gumby's, Big Man's Kitchen, Miracle Leaf, Kit Massage, Serendipity Wines, Twin Liquors, Martian Sound, and What's On Your Mind Design. Tickets available at kzsm.org SMMA, and we will see y'all there. Get ready to explore uncharted frequencies. I'm your host, Mitchell Blair, with the ultimate showcase of San Marcos's local artists and producers from every genre. This is season two. What do you plan on doing this Friday night? Yeah, me either. How about we spend it together? Fridays, 8 to 10, here on KZSM.org. I'll help you relax and let go of the week and, and play you some music, introduce you to some people, uh, new friends, right here at KZSM.org, San Marcos, Texas. Yeah, we're back with you here live in the studio. Yes, coming up Friday night with Care, David Touchton uh, is going to be uh, coming up tonight, uh, and uh, eh, I just told you that, and then I'm, I'm now I'm going back and I'm checking. I, uh, let's see here, radio shows. Come on, Rob, and uh, Friday night with care. See, I don't have it. She sent it in to me just a little bit ago, and uh, she had been out there. Um, Yes, David Touchton. I did get that right. There we go. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't telling you the wrong guest. And uh, she was over doing an interview with David Touchton last Friday night and uh, out live up in Austin. And so Carol's got some great local 
music for you here. And these are some of the people that she will be featuring tonight that are uh, nominated for the SMMA Awards for the San Marcos, the inaugural San Marcos Music Awards. And this is a formal red carpet event, and we're going to be over here this next Friday night at the Bryce Center. So lots of great stuff. The awards are going to be neat, and we're going to be handing out to folks. Uh, this is some really nice stuff, and it's a good way for us to start off the year, talk about 104.1, talk about what we do here in the community. And we've got in the uh, window today, you had uh, um, Priscilla came over, helped me. And we uh, got the, all the Christmas stuff is finally down. And we were waiting. I could have done that over this week. But uh, Priscilla was here and helped me. And we uh, got uh, Osito is our bear. Yes, we do have a name for him. Osito, a little bear. He's not so little. He's the big guy. And he is there in the window. And we've got his beads and everything. Why? Because... We have got the Mardi Gras parade coming up, and we are going to be one of the locations here for the Downtown Association that you can come by, and we've got the balloons, and uh, we're going to be handing out all sorts of stuff at the parade route. This is uh, the annual San Marcos Mardi Gras parade. It's going to be Saturday, February 10th, 2024, and if you just go to www.mardigrassanmarcos.com, and that's the Mystic Crew of Okeanos. And we have got 28 days, 18 hours, 12 minutes, and 13, well, 11 seconds now. we got a countdown clock that's there for us. Um, but we will be out there on that Saturday morning. We're going to be announcing the parade. And so uh, check it out. Come on out. Make plans. You never know what the weather is going to be. It's, it, but no matter what, it's a party. And that's what it's all about, is folks coming together here in San Marcos. It's one of the largest parades outside of New Orleans for Mardi Gras Day, uh, Mardi Gras Parade. So come check that out. Um, okay, let's switch gears here. Where was I at? And um, So looking at a couple of things I had talked to you about last at the end of last week, and I want to kind of dive into this a little bit more is I gave you some homework. I said, okay, go on out while the weather is not the best and you are going to be stuck inside, but go and find HayesCountyGOP.org and to find the Democrat Democratic uh, website, and that is HayesDems.org. And if you go uh, check out their sites, you will find out about who is on the ballots okay, for these different, uh, how you can uh, be, get involved. And uh, let's see here. And uh, um, some of the things are interesting to me is that, uh, no, they did not get some things updated. That we're still talking about the cooling shelters on the Democratic uh, side of things, uh, but uh, that's all right. My website isn't the best either at kzsm.org, so I'm just going to leave it at that. But you do have uh, the uh, master's sample ballot that you can go to for the Democratic side. And um, 
there's also propositions. We talked about this before, that on the Democratic and the Republican side, there's propositions that you will vote on. These propositions, okay, that they have uh, generally don't mean anything. It is within the, the parties. Uh, and uh, this one here still is from the, uh, the one from, oh, uh, oh, come on. I'm trying to get us back here. Uh, this one from the Democratic Party uh, is for last November. But there will be, I was looking for the sample ballot, and they don't have. You can find your precinct. Find where and when to vote. Um, and I had this up last, oh, shoot. Had this up for me earlier, and I lost it again. I'll find that on my next break. So let's go to the Republican one, because they do have uh, at the uh, top level here uh, a little bit easier for you to find. But we do have, <coughs> excuse me. The uh, for the federal candidates uh, for uh, a whole bunch of people are running for your presidential nomination that are still on the ballot. Uh, yes, uh, Vivek Rams, uh, Ramaswamy has uh, bowed out and is supporting Donald Trump, but you still have uh, here on the ballot for us Ron DeSantis. Uh, Essa Hutchinson, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, uh, Ryan Binkley, and you've got Donald Trump. So uh, on Senator, you do have uh, Ted Cruz. And remember, let me go back a second because I'm, I'm going into this, and those of you that are just joining us tonight may not quite understand, is that you have to vote either in a Democratic or Republican primary here you have to choose uh, coming up here on the election day on uh, um, on the uh, uh, coming up here on uh, let's see early voting is going to begin on the 20th of February okay so we are a month away from early voting and then actual election day is going to be March 5th all right and you can vote or not vote it doesn't count you know it doesn't matter if you don't but this is where if you are in the republican party or you're in the democratic party this is where you are going to decide who is going to be on the ballot for the fall now you can say all right i want to be and i want to vote in the uh, libertarian party Okay, well, they have a different way of choosing their candidates, and that is over the summer. But if you are you vote in the Democratic primary, you cannot vote in the Republican primary. You cannot vote in uh, uh, you can't vote in the Libertarian uh, um, caucus that they have. Okay, it is you've got to stick with one party or the other. But a lot of times. That, you know, we look at these top level, you know, I'm starting way up at the top here. Those really aren't going to matter too much because a lot of times it is you can get your name on the, the ballot. And there are two other Republicans like for senator besides Ted Cruz that are running. So you don't like Ted Cruz? Well, you don't have to vote for Ted Cruz. You can vote for Holland Red Gibson or R.E. Rufus Lopez. 
you know, I'll be straight with you. No, I haven't really found out anything, but they, uh, you can go and try to get some more information about them. Uh, Congressman, uh, District 21, Chip Roy. Congressional District 35. Now, this is the one that I've talked about before that is, you know, con- uh, our District 21 here in, uh, uh, <laughs> it's part of the county, excuse me, um, is uh, gerrymandered to be a Republican district. Congressional District 35 goes all the way. We talked about this last week. Is the Fajita Strip District is what I call it. It goes all the way down to the south side of San Antonio, all the way down into Atascosa County, goes all the way back up along I-35, very narrow right through Comal County and Hayes County, and goes up to the uh, uh, goes up to uh, uh, Austin. And it is a Democratic county. I mean, Democratic county, excuse me, Democratic district. And so you do not have uh, much of a chance if you're a Republican unless you have a big name. But there are one, two, three, four, five people that are running for the Congressional District 35 to be on the uh, Republican ballot in November. If one of these people does not make it uh, to 50%, there will be a runoff. And so then you will we'll have a runoff election. And so we've got, uh, let's look at, we've got uh, Railroad Commission, and I'm not going to go into all of these, but I do just want you to be aware that if you, know, you have more than a couple candidates that there's going to be runoffs. And whether some of these districts are pretty safely Republican, some of them are pretty safely Democrat, if it's a state race, for the most part, it's going to be safely Republican. Sorry, that's just the way it goes. It is changing slowly but surely, and uh, this may be the year to change that. I'm not going to say no, but just know the way that things happen. All right. Uh, over the years, and I, I usually use uh, just a, uh, you know, use this as a, a checkpoint. Now, one of the things I did not find out whether they did this yesterday or whether it got delayed was that they did have an equipment test at the Hayes County Elections Department yesterday. And then um, we've got, uh, let's see here, um, the... February 5th is the last day to uh, register to vote for this primary. So you do have up until the 5th. Make sure you're aware of that. And then um, let's see here. We've got the, let's see, other dates you need to be aware of. The Primary on uh, 23rd and is the last day to apply for ballot by mail, if you're going to do that. And then uh, early voting is going to end on uh, early voting is going to start. I'm sorry, early voting begins on February 20th. Early voting ends on March 1st. And then actual primary is on the, uh, is on the 5th. So... It kind of gives you a rundown of your dates and your times. Um, we're going to, I do have to take the break. I'm, I'm still kind of going around a little bit tonight. Um, 
But I want you to go back through and look at it. We're going to come on down here and swing down to Hayes County because this is the big one that I want you to be aware of. I want you to go through. Everyone that you are looking at, either whether you're going to vote in the Democratic or the Republican, or you're not going to vote at all, okay, whether you make that choice not to vote in either one of these, I want you to be aware of who these candidates are because it's important to know. Um, So if you are a Democrat or Republican, the big race right now is in District 45 on the Democratic side of it. But we've got someone that is running on the Republican side, a Tennyson Moreno. Have no idea. I do need to. I will reach out definitely uh, you know, over the summer and before the, the final election because they are the only one in the Republican uh, uh, primary. Uh, State Representative District 73, Kerry Isaac, which is just a little bit north of us here, um, is the other one in the county. Um, and to, to be aware of, um, Judge Robert E. Uptegrove is running again uh, for re-election county court at law. Uh, District Judge, 483rd Judicial District, Tanner Needhart is running to uh, retake that uh, uh, one that, we'd, uh, that was lost a couple of years back. And then um, Bruce Boyer is uh, District Judge, 22nd Judicial District. He's running uh, for re-election there. Um, County Sheriff uh, Anthony Hippolito, and uh, because our current county sheriff is not running for um, re-election, and so this is an open race. So this one's going to be really interesting. And then also, County Commissioner Precinct 3, you've got Teresa Shell. Okay, I'm assuming, and I should know better, and those of you can correct me on this one, Lonshell, okay, is our current commissioner, and uh, uh, so Teresa is uh, related, and then uh, we also have Morgan Hammer is also running for county commissioner, and so this is generally a Republican district. It's going to be interesting to see how this one goes in the primary here. And then uh, we've got a race for Constable Precinct 2, David Sands. And then uh, Constable Precinct 3, Don Montague, who will probably, he is the current uh, constable there. And then we've got Constable Precinct 4, uh, Dave Graham and Ben uh, Gisselman are running for that uh, on the Republican side of things. And then uh, Constable Precinct 5, John Ellen. John is uh, it's, it's a uh, uh, re-election for him. He is the current constable there. And then um, County Chair, uh, we have uh, Michelle Lopez is running for County Chair on a post. We do have precinct chairs, a few precinct chairs, uh, not as many as we've seen in the past. And most of these are in the Dripping Springs and in the uh, uh, up in the uh, uh, Wimberley area, which in the past, there's been, over the past 15, 20 years, there's been many, many fights for precinct chairs in the Republican Party. That's kind of changing. It's the Democratic Party that is having a lot of the, the, uh, the angst. And we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break here. I just want to at least get through some of the Republican parties. And again, I'm not hitting everything. 
But I'm wanting you to start doing the research. I'm wanting you to reach out to these candidates because I'm trying to get these folks to come in. I'm having some difficulty on a Friday night getting folks to come in. So, you know, you talk to them. You give them a call. You tell them you'd like to have them come in. Hey, guys, how you doing tonight? Stay warm out there. Folks walking around downtown, San Marcos, get out there. And we're going to talk about some things going on when we come back. This is We the People here on KZSM.org. The uh, views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. We're going to be right back with you after this quick announcement. KZSM.org. Be right back with you. What's in the daily news? I'll tell you what's in the daily news. Story about a guy who bought his wife a small ruby with what otherwise would have been his union dues. That's what's in the daily news. Read the latest news about KZSM.org, your true community radio station, every Sunday in the San Marcos Daily Record. Look for our call letters in the headline of our exclusive column. The San Marcos Daily Record has been serving our community with news, features, sports, and opinion for over 100 years. Pick up your copy at your nearest grocery or convenience store. To subscribe to the print or electronic editions, go to www.sanmarcusrecord.com or call 512-392-2458. The LBJ Museum of San Marcos and the LBJ Debate Society invite you to the 2024 LBJ Museum Benefit Gala to be held on Saturday, January 20th, 2024, beginning at 6.30 p.m. at the LBJ Student Center Grand Ballroom at the Texas State University, featuring guest speaker, U.S. Presidential Historian Douglas Brinkley. Douglas Brinkley is the Catherine Sanoff Brown Chair in Humanities and Professor of History at Rice University, a CNN Presidential Historian, and a contributing editor at Vanity Fair. Having received seven honorary doctorates in American Studies, Brinkley works in many capacities in the world of public history, including for boards, museums, colleges, and historical societies. Six of his books were named New York Times Notable Books of the Year, and seven became New York Times bestsellers. For more information, reservations, and ticket information, please visit our webpage at the lbjmuseum.com events page and click on Reserve Your Experience. We hope to see you there. And that event is tomorrow night, so uh, hopefully you can uh, make it there. We've got a lot of great events coming up indoors, nice and warm, folks. Uh, And uh, so go check that one out for the LBJ Museum tomorrow night. And that ought to be an interesting guest speaker that they've got as well. So we are going to be having the inaugural San Marcos Music Awards. are going to be the formal red carpet event. It's going to be next weekend. And that is going to be on Friday night, next Friday night. So I will be having uh, one of our shows on a... uh, encore because i am not going to be i've got to be there folks i would just assume i'm not a big one for big events and awards and everything but i am big about kzsm and about our little radio station here that's come a long ways in the last seven years we're now in our eighth season and these music awards are a great way for us to 
recognize our community, not just for music, but also for those who have contributed so much to the San Martian culture, to our history. These are the people in the background. And you need to be aware. That's, that's part of what we do this for. Everyone has their awards and, you know, the top of the year and things like that. But what do we do that for? Why do we have races? Why do we have, you know, all of these elections? Okay. Is it going to change anything? Not always. But it's for you to be aware of people. Well, why do we do elections then? You know, since this is show is about getting involved, it's about politics, it's about local, it's about that you cannot make a change at the national level. You really can't. So don't worry about it. But let's go down. Let's look at these that we are running, that are running at the local level. Why? Because you can influence decisions. Oh, what? Why should I care about the judge? I can't change things. Not necessarily. But the judges have a lot of power and a lot of play. I talked about Judge Boyer there just a few minutes ago. He was the uh, judge that handed down the ruling uh, that we talked about last week with uh, uh, Mr. Copeland, our uh, Officer Copeland that had passed away, that had been murdered and uh, put away uh, his killer pretty much for the rest of his life. Um, we had another uh, court case today that uh, just got handed down. Um, and I guess I printed it, but didn't bring it over here. I don't know why I did that one. Uh, and... It was, I'll I'll talk about that here in a second, which judge that was. But the point here is that the judiciary is, you're not going to be able to sway them, but it is good to know who these people are and that you do have a, a way to have a poll, okay? You can change people's minds. You can affect the elections. If you get involved. And so, yes, maybe we've got a corrupt judge. Maybe that uh, this person has not been following the law. Maybe there's a lot of things that are there. Is the Democrat going to be any better than the Republican? Generally, in the judicial, there isn't going to be a lot of difference. But possibly there may. Maybe there's more progressive. Maybe uh, it's got to do with drug policies. You know, all sorts of things that can come into play. But you need to go out and you need to talk to these candidates. You've got six weeks. You've got four weeks before early voting begins. You've got six weeks, folks. Because why? Because a lot of times, once it gets to the elections in the fall, you're going to have a lot more people that are going to be going in that are going to be all enamored with whether we've got to have Biden or whether we have to have Trump. And they're going to go in there and no, we do not have in the state of Texas, you do not have the straight party voting that we used to have. So that 
you do have to go through. But I saw this two years ago in November that folks still went down and pretty much hit Democrat or pretty much hit Republican. There's a few variations in this county, just a few, where folks were voting all Democrat, but they knew a few of the Republicans that were uh, here that they voted for. But for the most part, folks were either voting Republican or Democrat. So we eliminated straight party voting, but people still vote that way. Once you come to the fall elections, you can vote for whoever you want. No one knows how you vote. But we do know if you voted or not. We've talked about that on the show many times. And it's important that your name is out there, that they know that you voted in the Democratic or in the Republican primary. It's important that folks know that you vote in the school board elections. Why? Because they know that you're going to vote. That they can count on you. You have sway. You do have a way. And if you are young, if you're old, wherever you may be, if you are involved locally, make the contact with these uh, folks it can be a little difficult. There's a lot of meet and greets and things like that. But if you have folks like Paul Hill that was in here a few weeks ago running. So what do you guys got going on? Come on. So what, what do we got? We got Mix and Match, $6.99, Domino's Pizza. They, these guys were out here in the cold. And uh, I don't, you don't get paid anymore for that, do you? No. <laughs> but you do get to get out of the place. So, uh, hey, guys, have a good night. Go down there and get warm, okay? Domino's out there, mix and match pizza. See, this is half the fun of having the window here, okay? So people can come by, and we talk to folks out here, and that's that's what we've got, community radio. It's all about. Um, let's see. Coming up here, I, I may just jump the last uh, – promo here for right now coming up at eight o'clock we've got friday night with care david touchton is going to be here with you so let's get back into what's going on is in the democratic side of things i had to get this i, I wasn't able to find this on their web page and the county has been slow as well because the county also um was having a lot of uh, delays in getting some things out there. And I, I don't see it on the county yet as well. But uh, the sheriff, now remember we talked about the sheriff, that we do have a new, uh, the county is generally Republican. Okay? But we have seen over two years ago that the Hayes County is now turning purple. We had some very, very close races. So you've got it already decided who is going to be on the Republican side for the sheriff. But you've got Alex Villalobos and Daniel Law in the, on the Democratic side. And Daniel had uh, moved to the county. He is a uh, constable's deputy here, but he has been... Uh, um, 
in uh, surrounding counties. He has been uh, doing different uh, various uh, uh, law enforcement. Alex Villalobos uh, has been with the county for many years and is it's going to be interesting to see how this falls out with this race over the next few weeks and who is going to be the candidate on the Democratic side. Um, Tax assessor. Uh, There are four candidates, uh, Cynthia uh, Milanzi, Jessica Sanchez, uh, Viviana V. Garza, and Jennifer Mescobar, and uh, tax assessor collector uh, for the uh, Democratic uh, primary. County Commissioner Precinct 1. Now, this is interesting because there is a race, and uh, Alyssa Ramirez is running against Debbie Gonzalez Inglesby, and I do need to try to reach out to Alyssa. If anyone of you know Alyssa, please have her get in touch, and I do need to give her equal time. We have had Debbie uh, has been here on the show on um, Sid's Place and had a very good interview, but I do need to give equal time to Alyssa Ramirez, and I am trying to reach out to her. So if you know of anyone there, let me know. And then also Justice of the Peace Precinct 3, which Joanne Prado has been the Justice of the Peace. She's our current uh, Justice Peace. And Nicholas Nico Castillo, and uh, he is currently with the uh, um, SMCISD, and he is running as well in that race. I have uh, reached out. I'm trying to get him in. I was hoping to have had him in here in the next week or two, uh, and I'm still trying to get Joanne Prado in here as well. Um, Justice of the Peace, place two. Now, this is the one that we had Paul Hill. There are a total of five candidates that are running, and we talked about this race before uh, here on the Democratic uh, ticket. Um, And then uh, Constable Precinct 1, David Peterson has Lorenzo Gonzalez is running against him. And we are seeing this is the splintering within the Democratic Party that we're seeing with some of the older Democrats and the newer progressive uh, faction arm that their, their candidates are running against them, which... We saw this in the Republican primaries, oh, over the last 10 years, but it's kind of quieted down now. But in the Democratic Party here in the county, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of jockeying for power. And I don't know whether this is coming out of a very slow time in the Democratic uh, Party where they were rebuilding and now they're starting to have a lot of this clash that we had in the Republican Party uh, 10 years ago. And um, it's just interesting to watch. Um, so those are some of the races to be aware of. Those are some of the ones that I uh, want you to go out and check out. Um, finding out your sample ballot is a little bit hard, but go talk to the folks send in the messages, send an email. It's not that hard, folks, but uh, get in touch. Um, There's also something to let you know about here from the county. There was a public outreach meeting notice, Hayes County Multi-Jurisdictional Hazard Mitigation Plan, Hayes County, along with the cities of Dripping Springs, Wimberley, Kyle, Buda, Mountain City, Niederwald, 
not Niederwalk, Niederwald, okay, Wood Creek, and the village of Bear Creek will be offering two open house meetings to solicit public input on the updated hazard mitigation plan. Uh, First meeting will be held in Kyle at City Hall on Wednesday, January 24th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. The address is 100 West Center Street in Kyle. Second meeting will be held in Dripping Springs at City Hall on Thursday, January 25th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. The Hazard Mitigation Plan is a comprehensive document for communities to engage in effective planning that can reduce long-term risk to life and property from natural hazards such as floods, droughts, hurricanes, tornadoes, winter storms, and wildfires. Hayes County updated plan has been in development for approximately one year in public input must take place at this time to complete the plan. So it will be reviewed by the Texas Department of Emergency Management and then by FEMA. Once FEMA approval is given, the plan will be accepted by resolution in each participating jurisdiction and then eligible to apply for FEMA hazard mitigation grant funding. What the heck did I just tell you about? Okay, so why should you go out to this? Well, number one, just to figure it out and show up. And, you know, if you're in Kyle or in Dripping Springs, go by if you've got the time. But this is, you've got to have public participation. And they have this that so much of the time the public doesn't get involved. And this is at the final stages here. There were some things going on in in uh, San Marcos that we've got a visioneering and a vision plan, and they, they're trying to get some uh, get folks involved. And we we had talked about this uh, oh about four months ago here when we had uh, uh, folks from the city came in and we talked about the um, the visioning that they're wanting to do, getting input. So you go and you give the input. Does it make a difference? I don't know. You know, it's a mixed bag. I went a good many years ago when they were looking at widening the road and doing some work down at Hunter Road in Wonder World. And they had this, and they've got guys from TxDOT that come up with these plans and they want to try some new things and they've got some new stuff coming out of folks coming out of Texas State or out of UT and they want to try some new stuff. And they want it to these islands where these big things. So they put this island in right as you turn uh, right off of Hunter, off of Wonder World onto Hunter Road, Hopkins coming downtown. And we said, this ain't going to work, folks. Yeah, well, they went in ahead and did it anyway. Well, here this last year, we were going up and tearing it up back up again. I don't know what the cost was to TxDOT or cost was to the city or who the heck ended up having that one. We were not really sure. But they had to go in and they removed about one and a half feet of this island because it was too close and everybody was running over it. It's still pretty tight. So... Can you make a difference? Can you go out there and go to these sessions? I don't know. Because they're going to go and water it down. It is the Delphi effect is what this is. Go check that one out for you, folks. D-E-L-P-H-I. And 
how that works is that they kind of pigeonhole you into how they want the outcome to be. So they talk about the, uh, you know, well, would you like this or would you like this? Well, I don't really want either one. Well, no. Do you want this or do you want that? Oh, well, 58% of the people said they wanted that. Okay, well, we only had two choices and I didn't really like it and I told you I didn't like it. No, those things don't get through. That's how a lot of these sessions work. So is that a good use of your time? Sometimes it is. You need to know about what these things are because then what you do is you can go back and you can talk to your elected representatives about it. And you can zero them in on specific topics because that's what politics is about. Politics is about getting your view heard. It is about knowing who these people are that are running. Look, I know a lot about what's going on in the county, and there's a lot of people here that I haven't met yet. That's a shame. And uh, that's also, it's up to me to go out and hunt those people down, get them in here to talk for you, to talk to you, and for you to listen. And for you not to wait to the last minute to come and ask me who to vote for in the primaries uh, uh, coming up on March 4th, which I get a lot of that. Why? Because, well, Rob, you know what's going on. Who should I vote for? No, I'm never going to tell you who to vote for, whether it's Democratic or Republican. You, know, you all know where I stand on things. But I want you to be thinking about it. You've got six more weeks, folks. I'm not going to keep harping on this. We're going to try to get some more folks to come in and talk. But we've got a lot of other things that are going on. And we're going to be talking next week about the budget process here in San Marcos. Just uh, got the word last night, talked to uh, some of our uh, police officers. And we are now down 16 officers here that they are trying to replace. It takes almost about a six-month time frame just to get folks in, get them through, and get them into the training academies. And even then, they still drop out. So right now, we only have 10 new officers for the city of San Marcos in the pipeline. The downtown unit, they've pretty much said we can't have people just focused on downtown San Marcos. So we've got folks that are coming in at uh, uh, late at night that we're pulling from other places in the uh, around town. But we only have 123 officers right now. If one of those officers gets injured in the line of duty, they're out. If one of those officers is involved in a shooting, they are put on uh, administrative. Someone else has to go back out and to uh, uh, be out there with them. But those 123 people are across all uh, hours, 724. That's not a lot. And the budget is coming up. It's not that they don't, they've got the money in the budget. And it doesn't seem, with talking with everyone, that the issue is pay. But what is it? We've got, we're up against a lot of things that are going on. We're going to be talking about the police. We're going to be talking about the budgets. We're going to be talking about what is going on here in San Marcos and in Kyle and in other states, areas around here. And we want you to be asking. So join me next two weeks here coming up on We the People. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we have got uh, Friday Night with Care. 
David touched it. Thanks for tuning in tonight, folks, and uh, stay warm out there. And if you do see anyone, know of anyone, the shelter is open tonight over here at the Southside Community Center. Hey, they can always use some help, too. So check out Southside Community Center and go check out this week, if you want to get involved, the Homeless Coalition of Hayes County. Go check them out on Facebook.